Hello friends, welcome back to the Giggle Bites. I have returned from my bedridden state. I am a lot healthier and a lot happier. I was... Excuses. Excuses. Yes, well, you know what? A reason isn't, excuse if it's, isn't an excuse if it's valid. And I had a valid reason. I was dead, almost. But I am back. <laughs> with Dramatic. A new... A new, <laughs> new, new vitality. Um, so <clears throat> the handsome voice has returned <laughs> <laughs> and Call the previous f- imposter has been demoted. <laughs> I am A, not an imposter. B, I'm not demoted because I'm a founding fucking member. <laughs> you can't demote me when I was here before thee. Motherfucker. Well, you can't put yourself on a pedestal and say you have the handsome voice and then not expect to get knocked off. I was honest last week. I'm I'm narcissistic. (laughs) I can do that. I have the most attractive voice. (laughs) Is it a competition? No, I'm not getting into this. I am going to introduce the show because we're going to be here all night. Obviously, I am Coos, and obviously joining me and rabbiting in my fucking ear. (laughs) It's the founding member moaning, hello, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, joining us tonight, as per usual, it seems to be a a running trend now. It seems like our our twosome is growing to a foursome. (laughs) That's what she said. Well, you've got to make it weird. I'm not making it weird. I mean, I added that that's what she said, if that makes it weird. It's Johnny Lammas. Yo, what's good, guys? And in the blue corner, <laughs> it's Joshua Weston. Hello. I love that little hello that you do. It's the same every week, and it's just, it's just nice and warm and makes me feel at home. So I'm going to make everyone at home feel like they're not at home, because tonight, ladies and gents, we are talking conspiracies. So... I'm not going to add any more to this intro. I am literally going to take the torch and hand it over to Moanin. He is going to run with it and bring in tonight's topic. So, the handsome voice is back. And (laughs) basically, um, what we're going to talk about tonight is conspiracies that we believe to be true or conspiracies that are that fucking cool they should be true so i'm gonna start it off and i'm gonna go straight back to my childhood so the story goes and i'm gonna say it in the way my dad told me but not word for word because my dad's not a massive chav and i fucking am so a farmer guy in new mexico in roswell was basically bowling around his fields and um, he came across some what appeared to be um, material on the floor. Now, originally, this guy thought that a plane had crashed, like a small aircraft. So he started to investigate. Um, From what I remember, the reason what he was actually on the fields for was because he was was looking for, for some of his cattle, which is fucking weird in itself. Because alongside UFOs are, you know, cattle mutilations and shit. And basically, he found some stuff on the, um, in one of his fields. He freaked the fuck out. He called the police. The police then, I don't think the FBI was even established back then, but they, they would have bumped it up to the FBI, let's say, and then the FBI got the military involved. And then 
the fucking government turned up and they closed everything down. Now, apparently, the uh, crashed remains of this spaceship, which is allegedly what they found, was then transported to a place called Area 51. And this is where the Area 51 conspiracy takes off. And this place is located in Nevada. Uh, it's got a couple of names. Groom Lake. I think it was originally called Paradise Ranch. Um, some um, Dreamland. Really weird fucking names. Especially if you know what the uh, CIA was looking into about 50, 60 years ago with all kinds of fucking trying to prove about poltergeists and um, they've done research into poltergeists and the fact that it might not actually be an entity, it could be children. And when they hit puberty or they're really young, they have different energies and stuff that can make shit move around. You can get lost down that rabbit hole. And apparently the, um, the crashed remains of this spaceship ended up in Area 51 and so the Area 51 conspiracy was born. So these go hand in hand. Now, before we go into what I want to talk about, I want to put some fucking secret sauce on this conspiracy so people don't think I'm a fucking lunatic. Go on Joe Rogan's podcast and listen to the interview he does with Bob Lazar because this guy, apparently he works on the, on the shit they've got over in Area 51 in a, um, in a hangar called Section 4. Really eerie story. There was more than one of these spaceships that they worked on. They was trying to back engineer the propulsion system. Um, and a really quick um, rundown of that is basically anything, any keen person out there that's interested in spaceships, if you want to know what a fucking UFO actually is, you can tell from the propulsion system. Because from what we've currently got at the moment in our technology, our propulsion system it works by creating a force at the back of the object and it pushes it forward. These things don't work like that. They can do right angles, they can go left, they can go right, and they're not fucking helicopters, as people keep saying, because this shit can go from 60,000 foot in the sky down to a foot off the sea in less than a second, and they can go left, right, up, down, any fucking way they want. We can't do that. The, the furthest we, we've got to that shit it's like hypersonic warfare, and that's still based off a propulsion system by creating a force at the back and pushing things forward. So that's basically the, the 101 on UFOs. Now, Bob Lazar basically said that the shit he was working on, he got fed out to them. They never confirmed this, that this stuff was found in an arche archaeological dig site, and they, they, they was digging some ruins somewhere, and they came across like fucking five spaceships. Could it be the Roswell incident? Who knows? Now, this is what I want to talk about. Now, I've got that brief introduction. Why is this a conspiracy for that I can prove? Well, I have Google to hand. And how fucking weird is this, right? So, the Roswell incident happened in July 1947. And it was a rancher called W.W. Mac Brazel who found the wreckage. Does anyone want to have a guess when the fucking CIA was established? June. The month before. Well, what year, rather? What year? What, what year do you think the CIA was established? 1920. So you think it was before Roswell? Yeah. Okay, Josh? Uh, I'd say before as well. I'm not, I couldn't give a specific date. And Johnny? Yeah, before. Literally. Cool. Months before. So, the Roswell incident happened in July 1947. Like, the CIA like 
The CIA was then formed in September 1947, a few months after the Roswell incident happened. After the Roswell incident happened, the Central Intelligence Agency was fucking created. Oh, shit. Does that seem a little bit coincidental that, that one of the biggest events in UFO history, what could arguably be known as the cornerstone of all UFO conspiracies from that point forward, the first big fucking story happened in 1947 in June, and then the CIA was birthed in fucking September. I think not. And therefore, I believe that this conspiracy theory is true because I think the Roswell incident that happened pushed the CIA to be formed because I was like, what the fuck? We've never seen nothing like this before. We've, we've got something that we can't use properly. We have nowhere to put it. Then Area 51 was made. Now, Area 51 was formed in 1955, but it's secret as fuck anyway. And it weren't until recently the government even acknowledged it existed. Well, I don't believe in that shit. Or Roswell? No, no, no. The, um, uh, Area 51. Oh, Area 51. Mm-hmm. As if. For a long time, the, the American government were like, it doesn't exist. So that is my conspiracy theory. I think that the Roswell incident did happen and consequently it birthed um, the CIA to be, to be born. What do you guys think of that? Do you think it's believable or do you think I'm talking out my ass? Um, I think it's believable. Yeah. I think it has, it has like, it has so much credibility to be honest because of the, the events surrounding it that followed shortly after. I think the whole CIA thing just adds to it. Um, I think it is far too, uh, it's, it, it's like, how would I word this? It's like far too, it, it's just not a coincidence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it's basically what I'm trying to say. It's definitely not a coincidence that that fucking happened. Before we move on, there's one more thing and I apologize to our listeners this week. I've got a cold. But there's one more thing that I want to add to that. There's a guy called Robert Bigelow. I would definitely recommend if you find yourself wide awake at two o'clock and you want to freak yourself the fuck out to research this guy in the early hours of the morning. He did an interview with another guy called George Knapp, who these people are all interlinked. George Knapp is the one that broke the story on Bob Lazar originally. Now, George Knapp is also like, probably regarded as the most certified UFO journalist in the world. And, and he's not a fucking geezer that wears a tin hat. He's genuinely respected in the field of journalism anyway. Now, he did an interview with Robert Bigelow. Robert Bigelow is a billionaire. He built his fortune off of, um, of hotels. He is in the aerospace industry. They actually make shit to go up into space. He's on record in an interview with George Knapp that you can find if you look through YouTube enough. And he says, I can confirm that there are crashed, there have been crashed sites all over the world. The UK has, has, has a retrieved um, craft. Brazil does. America does. Russia does. There's a lot of other countries that do. And he said, he said it's almost as though they were sprinkled across the earth on purpose. Because all of us are trying to figure out how to back engineer the propulsion systems. Because when we figure that shit out, it is fucking game changing stuff. 
because that is going to change everything as soon as we because these things they actually think they're powered there's no on button they're powered by consciousness so you try to get your mind around that yeah isn't also the movement a way where it basically moves uh through on like an atomic level like it moves like rather than being propelled like it it kind of moves through the atmosphere do you know what i mean yeah so like interstellar actually said um fucking explain it's the best so they think that the way bob lazar explained that the stuff he was working on in area 51 um you imagine putting a bowling ball on a bed and watching the bed sink that's what this thing creates it, it almost creates something in front of it where it causes the gravity to sink and then the craft's pushed pulled forward towards it. Yeah. So there's no and, and 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 in doing that it can move wherever it wants because there's nothing pushing it out the back. So the bowling ball could go on any angle around it and the craft will move that way. Yeah. But the, the, the way the, 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 it's so fucking I don't want to go like off topic but basically uh Bob Lazar said that um the propulsion system the the, the um energy that powers these um craft is basically i think it's element 115 i'm going to go and research that in a minute and confirm it um but he was talking about this element before it was even discovered officially by scientists and then not long ago i think it was some swedish scientists they actually discovered this element they recreated it for like a split of a second oh yeah i remember you saying yeah yeah, it's on the periodic table, but Bob Lazar was working with this stuff and I was trying to figure out, like, you, you can't make it on Earth, basically. It comes from somewhere else. But to answer your question, Coos, the best way to explain it is you, you drop a bowling ball on a bed, the bed bends in because of the gravity of the bowling ball, and this, in turn, is what would make the spacecraft move in that direction. It's fucking mind-bending stuff. So it literally, it literally bends the, the atoms around it to go through it. Yeah, and the the energy source that it uses is it must be like literally undepletable because like the, these things are bobbing around star systems. Now, what's interesting is that's that's just trying to get it to work. From what we know, how, how fast could you travel? Do you know what I mean? Would there be a speed limit on it? And then also, if you're traveling, this always freaks me the fuck out. And then I'll shut up and we'll move on to someone else's. If anyone wants to freak themselves out, get a lighter. If you're a smoker. Um, spark your lighter and the time it takes for your eyes to see the light of the flame is the speed of light these things have to move quicker than that to get around space without something called time dilation kicking in uh, and fucking things up so however however these things work literally like i don't think humans are at a place where we could even comprehend it because could you move that quickly and it not fuck your body up yeah yeah now the other thing to talk about here is what i was saying about interstellar so like there's another way which is called warp drive which can't be done at the moment but if you imagine the propulsion systems again um instead of you moving anywhere you bring something towards you so if you imagine if you've got a rug and you're on one side of the rug and you put a toy car on the other side no sorry you put the toy car in front of you and you need to get that toy car to the other side the 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 way that we understand is we would push the car across the rug and then it would it would end up on on the other end what warp drive would do is the car would never move and it, and the warp drive would scrunch up the rug and pull the rug towards you so the car would end up at the end of the rug without it ever actually moving 
So they think maybe this is another way these things are traveling around space. Is like they, they don't actually move. Like they just fucking cause enough energy to bring something to them. Now, what would happen if you could you crash into something? Well, so it's it, my my thought more so is like, what if, like, how come we wouldn't feel like the effects of that? Well. That's what I mean, you know, like the, the closest I can even fucking fathom this is what I've seen in games and in all the games that I fucking play, like you just go through things. Exactly, <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know, but you know, like w- w- could could you potentially, if you're, how would you plot a course? Because couldn't you not like, take a planet out? I don't know. None of this shit makes fucking sense. But yeah, so what they think is, you know, are they one using warp drive? Or as Bob, Bob Lazar was saying, this bowling ball method actually makes a lot of sense. Um, but again, like how I don't get how you could travel that quick and know where the fuck you're going and not hit something. Well, or okay, but you've got to you... you've got to remember, man. Like the space between star systems and planets and stuff is like billions of light year, or millions of light no, years between them. So it's very hard to collide with something if you go and like you know. No, but you're thinking too linear because I thought that. But what space full of fucking rock, asteroids, meteors, and I've been told from well, I've not been fucking told from my research when we send shit into space to orbit um, around the Earth, there's little bits of fucking space debris that can go straight through an astronaut's fucking spacesuit because of how fast they're traveling because they're in orbit. Do you know what I mean? But Josh, what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, how does the <clears throat> How does that apply in space where there are no atoms, the bowling ball thing? Fucking hell, yeah. Because the way this thing works, it, it, it works off creating a dent in gravity. I don't know. Do you know what? There's something else that I heard as well, actually. That's a really good fucking um, thing, Josh. No. Well, the well before you, you carry on, I was just going to say, like, if it's creating its own gravity that could put like if it created its own gravity that would yeah, still work it is, because that would it work is, it is, more towards because the warp the, like, things are pulled that, that. things things are pulled towards yeah. gravity right so if it created its own gravity in space it could essentially move itself to wherever the gravity is yeah. created or at least orbit yeah. it I think that's what Bob Lazar was talking about actually I think it, it creates the bowling ball effects in front of it by making its own gravity and being pulled rather than pushed yeah um, I was going to say because if, if if it was created in a linear di- like direction, if if like a, a force of gravity was put in front of the ship, that would move it specifically in that direction, right? Yeah, and, and that answers the million dollar question, doesn't it? Like, how do these things move around? If you've got thrusters at the back of you and you're causing something that pushes you forward, the thrusters have to move to point you in the direction you need to go, and you can't do crazy right angles and go up and down, left and right in, in like literally ten seconds. But if you was creating your own gravity, you could be pulled any fucking way you wanted to be. Yeah. But then, how how does how does it fucking even work? Because like what would you have to do to, to create the gravity in the space where you need it to go? It's fucking mad. And I think Tesla worked this out as well. There's something, and I can't remember what the fuck it's called, man. But apparently Tesla was saying there's energy all around us. There's a name for it and it's undepletable. And he was trying to work out a way to access it. And I think he was trying to do it for his, through, through all these wireless electronic experiments. I could be wrong, but there's a name for it. It's called the something field. And basically, if you can tap into that, you can power anything forever. Because I think it's something to do with dark matter. 
Um, so, so maybe these things are tapping into that. And, and if they can do that, then they never actually have to, what's it called? Like, ha- like have a fuel. petrol station? Yeah, or, they, yeah exactly. They don't need fuel. Yeah. The other thing as well, when I was talking, when I was listening about people, th- these things being um, piloted via consciousness, and there's no on button, you walk in and turn it on with your mind, then maybe it's even to do with your mind where the gravitational force field's created. Possibly, yeah. And well, you I mean, just if, think it into existence instead. If we put it into into terms that we could probably understand, if it uses something called telekinesis to control certain things, then yeah, like manipulation of gravity would make sense because, uh, you know, um, object manipulation of things around you is, you know, telekinesis uses your mind. Could you imagine if, like, you know, fucking the big um, myth about people being psychic and moving shit with the mind? Yeah. If the way they do it is by creating a gravitational field in front of the thing and pulling it towards it. Fucking hell, yeah. Um, Joe, maybe. So anyway, we go off topic. But to end, that is my conspiracy theory. Did the crash happen in Roswell? I think it did. Mainly because the CIA was literally founded a few months after. Big coincidence if it wasn't. Definitely. I think it's I think it's credible. I think it has uh believable enough evidence. Sorry, Josh, you were gonna say something. Well, I was just gonna say I believe I mean if you think how many planets there are and how many like suns there are, the chances of there being another planet with life on's pretty we'd be pretty naive to think that there isn't one. <clears throat> but at the same time, I don't know <clears throat> if if there's, it's even possible to move between. Like, I, you don't. Need, I don't even know if it is possible. Like, if it was, wouldn't we? Wouldn't we have surely seen something? No. Now I'll tell you why. I'll answer that really quickly. I think. Right. Do you want to know something? Really, right. I'm going to freak out all our listeners now. Yeah. How how far back do human records go? Like of the, of the first recorded human being on Earth. How far back is it? Like five thousand years, ten thousand years? Uh, like actual Homo sapien? Yeah, like homeo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Homo, homo sapien. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I, it's a long time ago. Cool. So we've been on the Earth at least two thousand and twenty-two years since Jesus walked the Earth, and the the history books go back even further than that. I'm going to say for safe, maybe you know, I, I think the Sumerians were like the first humans that had recorded uh, a language. Um, and I think that's like 5,000 years ago. So let's say 10, 15,000 years, whatever. The dinosaurs were on our planet for over 40 million years, which is terrifying to think. We've been here, 10% of 40 million is 4 million. Yeah. 1% of that is like fucking, what is it, 400,000 or something? Yeah. So we haven't been here yet for 1% of the time the dinosaurs were here. You get me? Now let's make it even fucking more scary. The known universe, from what we believe to be correct, is 14 billion years old. So what about those civilizations that turned up in the first billion? Yeah. And they've been working out how to fucking get around ever since. Not be seen. Not fucking age. Not die. You know, like cheated everything, worked out everything, gone through fucking all the wars. Do you know what I mean? We've been here 
less than 1% of the time the dinosaurs were around. And there could be some civilizations out there that turned up in the first billion years it was created. And they were just quicker than us, smarter than us. They got on better than we did. They just fucking learned things a lot quicker than we have. And they could be bowling round to this day. That's the kind of shit that's out there. And I think people get it twisted sometimes and think, well, fucking hell. You know, if we can't get around space, how can they? Exactly. Happen. Do you know what I mean? You've got to yeah. break that linear vision. So maybe that's why, Josh, because there's shit out there that's older than we can even fucking begin to fathom. And one more thing I want to say, Josh, really fucking weird. Somewhere in the universe is the oldest fucking created thing ever. I can't say man-made thing because it ain't man that made it. But somewhere in the universe is the old, is the first ever piece of something that was fused together by an intelligent civilization, and that freaks me the fuck out as well. Like, what the fuck is it, and where is it? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, again, you know, this is this is the the true scale of space. It's like we are we are living on such a microscopic level that, despite our perception of Earth and how big it is. We are literally less than a micro fraction of what actually is going on out there. And again, it's yes, it can be overwhelming. It can, you know, instill a level of existential crisis. But at the same time, for me, what makes it the most exciting thing about being alive is the hope that during my lifetime, discoveries will be made about what truly lies beyond what we can perceive right now. And you know what, Coos? I think this is a great time to bring Johnny in with his conspiracy theory, because I think I know what you want to talk uh, about, yes. brother, and it kind of runs off the back of this, so take the floor. What do you mean by running off the back of this? I'm interested in what you think. Well, you got to say what it is first. Okay. <laughs> yeah, bring it in, man. Well, you was talking, when you mentioned about, um, like, however many million or thousands of years ago that you mentioned there was you know all these people that were possibly more intelligent than us etc etc learned things quicker yeah um i never really thought about that until literally you just mentioned it and it kind of links into with the theory that it's not a conspiracy theory as such because it's just not but something that would be cool if it was was to be um how we're all living in a sort of like algorithm that's been created. Because if you, like, I was thinking about this, right? How many times in a week do you do the same thing every single time? Like, you know, we wake up at the same time, pretty much, you know, give or take. We eat, we eat breakfast, lunch. Why do we, you know, why do we do these things? We go to work and we finish at the same time. It's like it's programmed and it's there's like an algorithm. And we've been talking about this, obviously, over the last couple of days. And the more I think about it, man, the weirder it just seems. Um, so, like, when you mentioned, um, I mean, like, a couple of minutes ago about these people that are more intelligent than us that have been here for so long and how do, that, how do we know that they're still not around? Bro, these people could be the ones that have created this code, this algorithm, to create this new simulation that we know as, you know, just our lives, basically. Can I say some shit on that? Of course you can, man. Right, so a long time ago when I was in a studio somewhere with a, with a couple of people, I got, I got initiated into this thing called the Anunnaki Conspiracy. 
And there's absolutely no evidence out there to support what I'm about to say. I think it's like 10 conspiracies fused together, but it's an interesting uh, thought point. Uh, the Anunnaki come from a planet called Nibiru. Now, anyone out there that knows anything about the Anunnaki and Nibiru is probably fucking swearing, going, shut up. Like, I know it's probably not correct, but this is the way that I got told it. The Anunnaki are part of a, um, a planet called Nibiru, and Nibiru is a, a planet that fucking orbits, um, it comes through our orbit once every 50,000 years or something. It crosses through our solar system. This makes no sense. If this planet was doing this, it'd be fucking freezing cold all the time unless it was artificially heated up. So already, I'm like, huh? But anyway, this goes on to what you were, you like you were what? saying, Johnny. <laughs> huh? 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 Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, so wow. <laughs> basically, um, oh, sorry, it was just a moment. So the Anunnaki came to Earth, right? And I, I think the Anunnaki are meant to be fucking lizard people. I think, but anyway, that's a whole different thing. The Anunnaki came to Earth, and the reason they came here for was because they needed gold particles for where they came from. Because where they came from, they was running out of it. And, um, and everything was going to shit and they needed to come here because Earth was rich in this resource and they needed these particles or fucking minerals or something to sort out their the catastrophic disaster that was going on on their home planet. Which, Coos, is really scary. If you remember what Secure Team 10, shout out to Secure Team 10 YouTube channel, um, when they was doing, oh, fucking hell, what's it called? What were the CIA doing? Operation Stargate or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had some person doing a remote viewing of Mars, and Mars, millions of years ago, had an issue where the, the atmosphere was being destroyed and shit. Anyway, so to, to keep on point what Johnny said, um, basically, um, they created humans. Uh, they created us to mine gold for them so um, they could basically get all of um, these minerals and then fuck off and save the planet. At the end of this exercise, they was going to kill us all. But something happened and uh, the leaders were talking to each other and I was like, no, look what we've created. Oh, I don't believe this, by the way. Look what they've created. We, we've created here. Let's leave them here. Let's see what they do. They're intelligent. They seem to be progressing forward. Let's just leave them alone and see what happens. Don't you find it interesting that in our fucking society, mainly because society is built from capitalism over in the West, we have a hierarchy of things, there's always a fucking leader, we have an uncanny fascination on shiny things, diamonds, gems, gold, money, we have this fucking unsettling urge inside us to keep on earning, to, to, to greed, and we work. We're like the only creatures on the planet that fucking work to stay here. Everything else just does what it needs to do to survive. We, we go out and get jobs and create professions and, you know, fucking put the building blocks of society together. Uh, again, through the West, it's capitalism. You know, someone has something that someone else wants and they sell it for a profit. But all of these tendencies seem very interesting from the Nibiru Anunnaki conspiracy that we were created that way. That's why we behave the way we do, because we was genuinely designed originally for that purpose and to this day we still follow those temperaments so maybe that could be why we're in this algorithm as you say we get up we go to work we go to sleep we rinse and repeat we we have we have some weird fucking need to try and find our purpose how many foxes beavers and whales do you think want to find their purpose or are they just busy being alive 
Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, you know, and we don't seem to share any of those characteristics with anything else on, on Earth apart from ants. Ants are the only thing that fucking firm up together and go to war with other ants. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's I interesting. That. I just think for me, it's like going off that a little bit is because, bro, you're like, my mind can't comprehend how deep that went then. <laughs> I don't believe that, by the way. Um, it's just some shit I heard. But on a, like a, a, a sideways shuffle of that, have you ever had deja vu? Yep. All Fuck the yeah. time. Like, all Terrible. the time. So what is deja vu? Deja vu is, uh, you know, I'm not going to give a scientific reason for it, uh, an, an explanation, sorry, but it's basically when you you live a moment that you've already seen or something like that, I believe. Was, that's how the best way I could describe it. It's basically like experiencing something and having that feeling that you've experienced the exact same moment previously, yeah. but not knowing when or where. Yeah, so, for example, um, in fact, do you know what? I'm not going to give an example. I'm just, if you if you have deja vu, in my eyes, it's like you said, you you've you see in a moment or a part in time where you've already seen it before now what i think is it's this algorithm that i'm talking about and how you know it's all just code and we're just part of this kind of matrix kind of i'm not i'm not going on the film here i'm just talking like you know everyone knows about the matrix um the reason we see deja vu is it's the this the algorithm's just been programmed and it's like well Okay, we've tried this before and it didn't work, so we're going to try it again. And the re- like in my eyes, I think if I see something, I go, "Well, I, I, this is weird. I've just had deja vu." And I think, but it's not the same outcome as what it was previously. Something's clearly changed, and maybe that's for the better or for the worse. I don't know. Can I can, can I get my Dwight Schrute on for a second? Question: An algorithm needs to have a purpose. That's the whole point of an algorithm. It does something for well, the algorithm. Something the algorithm serves a purpose. Yeah, correct. So, what would the purpose be here for this algorithm? And then, would that argue the point that there is indeed a higher force that's a creator? Well, I just think everything in our lifetime and our parents' lifetime and our grandparents' lifetime, everything's evolved. And I, the algorithm is they want to. I don't know what it is, but I'm talking as if this is like genuine, like truth now but it's almost like they're trying to get us to constantly evolve and we will learn things that we will pass on to our children and they will pass on to their children i don't know what the end goal is but you know look at like how we travel nowadays compared to what it used to be 50 years ago and in 20 years time travel is going to be completely different do you know what i mean and it's it's just i think there's a higher power somewhere and whether that's the people that you mentioned earlier, Moen, um, that have uh, been able to write this code and program what we do day to day. It's just one big rat race, man. We we literally get up, we go and do the same thing. And sometimes it's a little bit different and sometimes we feel ill. Like, you know, we've all had colds recently and we're all pretty bunged up. That's just part a of the virus. It's yeah. a virus. <laughs> <laughs> I got there. It took a minute to click. But do you it know what I mean? It's just, click. it's one of the, I don't know. It's, as I said, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's something that, you know, in my head, I could kind of grasp onto the idea that, oh shit, this could be a thing. But 
I, I don't know. I've, maybe I've seen a bit of TV recently that's blew my mind. I'm not going to go into the film that I watched yesterday because I thought it was shit, and I don't, I don't agree with half of that film. But I think we're being watched somehow, and we're being controlled in terms of there's an algorithm that's been written. They're not physically controlling us, but we don't know what's going on, and hence why we have deja vu. Maybe it's an organic algorithm that gets passed down, embedded into us through DNA, and the algorithm slightly changes every time it's passed down to continue surviving, programming. But then that wouldn't make sense because everything that we know of to, to exist in our reality is built off DNA. So then the algorithm would have a direct effect on animals and fucking birds and everything else as well. Well, it does evolution. So that's an. Ind- that's what I mean. It's just evolution, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. So the interesting thing about what, that you bring up DNA, man, is that DNA is actually able to store data, like computer yeah. data. Yeah. Which it has something crazy like I don't know, like a hundred thousand petabytes of storage space capacity, which which. When it's put in that context is what, it, what makes it the most interesting thing for me because that's tangible. We can, we can store data that we've created on this DNA. So how do we know that we're not AI? We're not just created intelligence? If, if we were AI, then I would question why the fuck we die for because like, wouldn't it be more beneficial well ha huh. go down a whole different road there ain't you because would it be more beneficial if we could live for longer and do more stuff if you could have like Einstein and Newton for hundreds and hundreds of more years than they were around Tesla but then what about Hitler exactly and all, all the anti do you know what I mean what if they was around for, for even longer so well ugh. this is this is why I think that a lifespan is if that's the case a lifespan is necessary we serve a main purpose in our, in our middle 40 years of life, right? So we get, to, we get to 20, we serve a purpose for another 40 years, and then we're basically done. And we Only just, because society puts it that way. Well, yeah, but exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's the way it's meant to be. Why was society meant to be that way, though? Because well, that's just what we know. Because, because of the fucking anarcho. This is like this is this is a weird thing about it all. That's just because what we that's just what we're told, isn't it? It's ingrained in us, yeah. We go we go to bed at night time because that's what we're told to do forever. I think those are social constructs. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. But we live in a social construct. We exist in a social construct. And you know what the sad fucking thing is? Go on, Josh, sorry. I was just gonna say we're social creatures. We are. Like, we wouldn't survive. I don't think we would survive, especially with our um, neurological capacity now. I don't think if society itself and all that we've created as a society was removed, I think we'd really struggle to start again mm. in, a, in a new, different way because we know it so well and it works so well for the most part that it would be damaging to society as a whole if we tried to reinvent the wheel in, in, in that sense the, the sad thing is is a long time ago we were doing shit right so like you know we were hunters and gatherers and then someone fucking worked out somewhere I ain't got to do this I can get you to do that instead and then 
someone worked out on top of that, I can get you to do this for me and I can sell it to him and I can make fucking money from it. And that's where your social fucking foundation started on the cornerstone of capitalism because that, that's what runs so fucking true through the majority of the whole world. Do you know what I mean? And I mean, even, even to some constraints of communism, there's still capitalism there to keep society fucking working the way it does. But turn this on its head from what Josh just said, we are social creatures. Could you imagine a world if we were solitary? <laughs> and what it'd be like? It would be very dark. If we literally were just like, humans wanted to be on their own and we'd only come together to mate and that was it. And then we'd just fuck off and not talk to anyone. <laughs> yeah, but the people. thing is, the whole mating process would be totally different as well. Like, it would be a rarity that people would mate because that would mean A, they have to interact with another human and B, they had to look after and raise another human. Like, it, it, it kind of, we'd probably just die out, dude. Like, legit. Or become, become very, very endangered. Yeah, like we'd barely exist. Well, we just we just codes, boys. We just codes at the end. That's what I'm going to wrap up on. We are just codes. It's in an algorithm. I don't that's believe this, by the way, but it's just something that's thought provoking. It is very thought provoking. What if when we're born, our birth certificates, we don't actually have the real certificate. We have a copy of it, and it's the real copy is given to our the people who created the algorithm, and it just st- and that's a store of data for us. That's actually not that far-fetched in that theory that's that and i'm not i don't want to go into any more about that because that's another topic but uh yeah that's that's not a conspiracy but it's more of a just a thought-provoking pretty cool if it would be yeah cool quick question then before we move forward on to cooses i want to go around in a quick circle if you had the opportunity to become a hybrid ai human would you do it yeah, 100%, without, without even doubting the question, yeah. I, I probably would too. But would he give you, like, you'd be immortal? Um, no, because um, that would just fucking, well, yeah, it'd be nice if it would, but I'm just thinking of how they'd package it. No, like, so, you know, like, you'd, um, I, I'm going to make it deep, you'd feel less emotions, you'd be less reliant on your natural instincts, you'd nah, be more efficient. No, I 100% would, if that was the case, yeah. You know, if to you... increase increase my productivity, and uh, bro, just think about what you could get done. Like, I mean, I when it comes to anything computery, there is no emotion. It's just hard code. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're gonna embed yourself with something that is a chip that affects you, it's gonna be hard code, and you're just gonna have to roll with it, bro. If it, it if it increased my productivity by like a hundred percent, like tenfold or whatever, I would one hundred percent do it. What there if you imagine? No what if you imagine a massive knob and you lost all your friends? Well, then would you still be around? Sucks to be them. I'd be a fucking multi-billionaire <laughs> with like a fucking genius you know what? brain. <laughs> what, what they could sell it on for me is simply this: I'd be like, would it get rid of my anxiety if that was like, yeah, I'd be like, done. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh my god. Yeah, that's. Man. That is another yeah, perfectly good. It would get rid good. of your anxiety, but it would give you no emotion. So, I'm, it's pretty I'm, much me now, anyway. <laughs> no, but like for example, me and you had a conversation earlier about um, like different family members, and yeah. you mentioned something 
and, I th- and that's just made me think well if it took away your emotion how would that if something happened how would that make you feel you'd just be like okay well who gives a shit I'm a genius and you know I can pretty much create a new algorithm well that's the okay, thing well, though the, the interesting thing about that is that it would probably just force you to think more logically rather than react on a basis of emotion. So you'd react logically. You'd be like, there is a problem. I need to find a solution. There is no emotion tied to it. It's just like, what is the solution to this? I say this, I do this, blah, 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 blah. It may come across as emotionless, but you still, you, you, you would give a shit. It would just be in a logical way. Yeah, man. Josh. Yeah. What were you going to say? I just said it's Kanye Western AI because he's a genius. Self-proclaimed. <laughs> Did you see what he was wearing yesterday for the fucking Super Bowl? Legs was asleep, wasn't I? Literally, he had, like, I think it was Kanye, he had a mask on with tiny holes cut into it. He looked like fucking one of those, um, you know, when people go sword fighting and they wear the funny masks oh, yeah. to not see the face. And people were like, he paid £50,000 for a ticket to like, not see the fucking game properly. Yeah, and it? You know what? I've got a question before we move on to yours, Coast, just really quickly. Our emotions... This this is going to cause some fucking issues with people listening. Again, I don't believe this. Are emotions completely fucking pointless? Because could you imagine if we lived in a world where we never got emotional? Bro, we, we just, would be so far done? more adapted and evolved. Like, it is ridiculous. But then, what about the person that, that fucking needed compassion to be fucked? But then would they need compassion? They wouldn't need compassion because they wouldn't be able to, like, they wouldn't have the emotion to receive compassion. Like, it would be like, if that person is dying and they're terminal, if you can't do anything about it, then logically, they die. That's, it would become black and white, bro. There there would be no in-between. The whole point of emotion is that You what? What about the person that was dying? Would they just accept the fight and that's it? Yeah, of course they would. How, like, bro, like, if, if if I put my hand under hot running water, logically and, and consciously make that decision, I'm going to burn myself. Like, if they're in a position where, like, right, they are, they have some incurable disease and they're going to die. It's the same thing. They're just, they accept the fate. They make the decision to be non-emotional. And, you know, that's it. Tough shit. You're dead. Sounds like a fucking very, very black and white world yeah and it would, would go you... a lot faster believe me life would travel a lot faster that way because yeah, you'd have nothing would... slowing you down no but we would because what would happen when we inevitably left our planet because of how fast technology would be advancing and we'd make a logical conclusion where we can't stay here forever because there's a threat that it's going to fucking life as we know it will not be sustainable we will get hit by an asteroid like we spoke about last week there'll be no crest to survive on so <laughs> Like when we left our planet and then came across another civilization, we'd have no emotion to meet them with. And we'd be, we could be like, oh, well, we need to be here now, so you've got to go, and that's it. Um, then again, we'd, we'd, you know, create weapons and take what we believe was, uh, you know, what we needed. It becomes, this, if <laughs> that, that is where, that is where we can look to animals for that reaction. Because they fight for what they want. And, and it's not, you know, well, they fight for what they need more to the point. Do you know what I mean? Okay, so, so if we're overpopulated, we would fight for a planet to give us that uh, population control and, and space to repopulate. I hope you never get the fucking 
keys to this algorithm, Coase. <laughs> is all I'm saying. But Josh, yeah. would you like to live in a world where there was no emotions? No. Johnny, would you? No. Coase, would you? Probably, yeah. Coase, <laughs> I, I can tell you that you wouldn't, and I can tell you why. Go on. Right. Music. Um, Ooh, that's a good one, Josh. Music is, mm. like, very, very emotive. Right, that's yeah. that's part of the point. If there's no emotion, then music just there's no point in music. Well, music can be created through literally just a series of numbers. It doesn't have to be emotive. So What's music would be different. No, no, no. But that's what I'm saying. Music would be different. It would be very different. It would be a completely different experience without emotion. Like it would just be something that creates uh, no it wouldn't yeah it would of course it would no it wouldn't there would, there would be no point for it logically the civilization would be like that's a waste of fucking time because it doesn't do anything for anyone because we're not feeling nothing there'd be, there'd be no room for creative arts paintings well okay yes creativity would die yes creativity would die but productivity would rise way of beyond what? what we know it is at the minute of what of what Pro- well just bettering human life and like extending human life do you know what i mean and, Why? and technology not feel anything no survival isn't a fucking emotion survival is a necessity we don't fucking breathe because we feel like it we breathe because we have to so moaning would live in a world with emotion then by the sounds of it I don't know. <laughs> Here's my honest answer. I think most because people like, would. I think that's... I, I personally think that emotion, a lot of the time, is detrimental to just our um, personal advancement in life. But that, without getting into this fucking shit, is to do with my upbringing. And it's shit that I'm working on fixing. Oh, this... And I'm learning... Sorry, God. That I'm learning that emotions are important. For instance, put it this way, right? For a long time... I find it very hard to connect with anything emotionally because my survival instinct told me that that was bad. But then my therapist, and shout out to him, opened Pandora's fucking box for me because now it's, well, if you don't feel anything, then you can never appreciate anything, can never advance that way. For instance, if you're scared to love someone because you might get hurt in the process of, of, of loving someone, you'll never truly know what it feels like to be loved and find unconditional love inside that, which unconditional love is so fucking important for any human's growth as a child. If you haven't got that, it's it's very difficult to move forward. So without any emotion, right, I don't think we'd get anywhere. I really don't. I, I, I think I think, I think that would be our undoing case. I think if we lived in a world with no emotion at some point, we're going to figure out that there's no point fucking cracking on. Yeah, but then you say undoing. You you say that with an emote, right? Because undoing would mean correct. Yeah, would mean like you know we'd emotionally fall apart, and there would be no sort of like that. That's just not how it would go. Like it would be advancements in technology continuously, and you know until essentially we got ah. to a, we got to our our like point of where we couldn't advance anymore. And then we'd find a new purpose to evolve onto. I have a pin. I have a pin then. Go okay. on. What happens when a solar storm wipes out all technology on the earth and nothing electrical works anymore? Then we find a new way. Because, bro, 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 at that point, at that point of us being so advanced, we would have 
countermeasures for like a fucking meteor storm. Do you know what, what I mean? What if it was at the very start? Well, where did we fucking start in the beginning? Literally dies into this happening. An electrical storm wipes out all electronic life on um, um, electronic, electronic shit on the earth. Right. A solar storm makes it so electricity doesn't work anymore. And how long would this, this solar is- storm last? A thousand years. Okay, well then we'd find other means of fucking creating... We wouldn't rely on electricity for power. We'd find something else. Like like you were saying, this fucking... This spaceship doesn't fucking fly on electricity and fuel. It, it flies on consciousness. We'd probably get to that point, bro. Full circle, we'd probably get there. So it's deep as fuck. So this is what it? I'm saying. <laughs> Emotions are important for us now because we rely on them and we can't exist solely emotionlessly because it just doesn't fucking work in this society. But for advancements and for bettering our race and, you know, becoming this incredibly fucking harnessed powerhouse of a race... We should act emotionlessly. It would be better for us as a race if we didn't have emotions. Most fucking wars are based on emotions, bro. Like one person says, I want this. And the other person says, nah, that's mine. And then one person gets really pissed off and drops a fucking bomb. That's, that's, go on. One person says, you need to believe in this. And the other person says, no, I fucking don't. Race war, religion war fucking oil war money war it's all the fucking same it's all based on emotion two people disagreeing on something if we fucking didn't have emotions disagreements would be nothing more than you're thinking illogically that's wrong okay yeah you're right i was actually wrong there my logical thought pattern was messed up because i thought this blah 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 blah. and then we'd move on there would be no emotional reaction we just think logically like you have to strip back everything to try and understand that and like i think i genuinely strongly believe that we would be without emotions we would be a fucking super race to be like fucking reckoned with in this in this fucking existence that we call fucking life like for real because we only harness such a small percentage of our fucking capacity of our brains like we don't know what we're capable of yet look at how much we've advanced in the last 100 years and like, that's only the effort of a few of the fucking best scientists in the world. Think about how many haven't even been born yet. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that can kind of undo what you've just said, because a lot of the technological advancements of the last hundred years could be argued that they only happened because of the wars that we went into. And in what you've just said, the wars were caused by emotion. So actually, it's emotion that's made us advance so much over the past hundred years. No, yeah, but that's that's in its current state, bro. Without emotion even to begin with, I'm not saying that we cut emotion off now. I'm saying if we never had emotion. But like, we'll, would we still get to where we need to get to with emotion? It'd just take a bit longer it's to It's going to take there. us way longer, bro. But well, could we still get there? I mean, possibly. But so like, when, when, we get to, when we get to a moral do- dilemma, right, of where where an a, an advancement requires us to make a moral decision not a fucking like an advancement decision that's where we're going to reach a fucking locking point we're going to get nowhere because someone will say well we can't do this because it would ruin the lives of say 5% of the planet right 
that's when we can't move forward because it's a moral dilemma. If we didn't have emotions, we wouldn't have a moral dilemma. It would be they are sacrificed for the good of the fucking entire planet and the future of our fucking advancements. I disagree with, with these, um, that the, you think that no emotion would be better. You, okay. you gotta look, you gotta look at a lot of, a lot of serial killers and violent yeah. people have a lack of emotion, right? Okay. A lack of remorse, a lack of empathy. If there is yeah. no remorse, if there is no empathy, people will just kill people. Yeah, but that's, that's so that's, true. Isn't that's that so normally true. acting with, uh, like an incentive no. to do it? No, or no, 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 no. Because if some, if some, if somebody wants something that somebody else has, and they can overpower them, it's logical for them to just kill them so that they can take it, right? Right. They're not, Correct. and they're not going to feel any empathy or care because they don't feel any emotion. So they will just kill that person to take what they want. Yeah, I get that. So, so what I'm so saying is, I think is, there would be more violence in that sense. Yeah, of course there probably would, man. But I don't think there'd be wars about it. I think those people that showed those tendencies would be killed themselves. No, no, no but I think all, everybody. What happened? Yeah, what would happen? Going off Josh's point there, if I was like, right, I want what Johnny's got. And then, yeah, know, but, like, but well, one, one isn't fucking need. Okay, okay, That's okay. That's what okay. I'm saying. Need, one isn't. I need. I need what Johnny's got. What has he got? Um, a fucking I don't know. Um, what are you putting on the spot for, bro? I'm not prepared for that question, bro. You, you've got. Um, you've got to come with. You've got to come with fucking. Right, he substance. has something theoretically that I need. Okay? Right, right. And I need it. I fucking need it. Not because not I want it. I need it. Right. Johnny won't give it, mate. Why so wouldn't he give it you? Hang on, Johnny. By the way, I'm sorry that you're the example in this, bro. Johnny won't give it me because he needs it. Right. So I need to get that from Johnny. But to do that, I've decided I need to kill him. Okay. Because Johnny's never going to give me that alive. Now, not only do I need what that, but the other fucking 50 people that I'm part of need it too. And so the Johnny's 50 people. So now we're going to have a fucking war because I need what they fucking have. So you would still get fucking wars. You get unemotional wars. There'd be no, the only ending to the war would be complete decimation of the other fucking person. Yeah, but bro, because, bro, hang that's, on, hang on, okay. hang on, hang on. Because okay. if the other people was like, we submit, I'm not going to fucking care about that because I don't feel anything. I'm going to kill them anyway. Because when I boil down to it, well, if I don't kill them, could they do this again? Yeah, then gone. Okay, it's but only did, from empathy that I would actually let them live. So we, we destroy each other. Yeah, but bro, being, being selfish is an emotion. Saying you need no, something it, more than someone else is no, an emotion. The, it wasn't based off any emotion. I just needed it. I yeah, needed but, it to but you, can't need, you can't need something more than someone else unemotionally. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. Like you would have, you would have worked with Johnny because logically, two heads are better than one in a situation like that. There would be fucking, you know. Do you know what I'm? Do you know what I'm saying? There would, it would, yeah, I do. But go on, Josh. It would get down to to survival, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody needs food. Yeah. There would be there would be people that know how to get their own food and how to. Um, how to sustain themselves, but they wouldn't necessarily care about anybody else. Right? Right. Yeah. So those, like, 
say there's a place where there is no food and it's really difficult to get food and there's a place where it's really easy to get food, those people that are really hungry that want the food would probably kill the people because they don't care. And the people that are growing the food probably wouldn't share it because they don't care. Mm. And Johnny's algorithm comes into play here because then the people that have got the food start interbreeding with each other because they wouldn't give a fuck. And then when you start, when you start interbreeding with each other, you start fucking up the genetics and then weird shit starts happening. Yeah, I'm so not... So you fucked anyway. Yeah. Because then you're like, well, why would I not interbreed with X person? I don't want to talk about this. Ugh. But why would I not <laughs> interbreed with that person? Because I don't give a fuck about that. It's survival. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I, I and understand. And then you have yeah, a baby yeah. and then the baby could, you know, there could be a genetic defect, X, Y, and Z. And then... You, it, it's gonna fucking it wouldn't work like, I would genuinely believe you need emotion for a society to advance because with empathy comes a willingness willingness rather to learn something new do something different because of the emotional reward it gives you the sense of achievement in a world with no emotions you'd never feel you'd achieved anything uh, well not necessarily because a milestone doesn't have to be felt a milestone can be reached without having an emotional fucking tie to it. An advancement, about it. an advancement isn't necessarily so. Like, bro, fucking bombs have got better, but that doesn't make me feel good. Truth, real talk. Do you know what I'm saying? And on that, on that bomb, you should tell us about your conspiracy. Well, because we've got fucking. Quite frankly, run. dude, we do not have time. <laughs> and and my my theory was less conspiracy and more creepy pasta. And I think I should save that for another episode because I think. A topic of creepypastas would fit better uh, as its own show. And we have definitely gone over the time. So, ladies and gentlemen at home, thank you so much for listening. I have been Coos. Joining me tonight has been Moen. It's been an absolute pleasure. And Johnny. Thanks for having us again, guys. And finally, Josh. Bye. <laughs> so, how have you guys uh, perceived this? I would like to hear if you want to tweet us or you know hit us up on all the major social platforms, which we will never check or respond to. So, thank you I so much for listening. For yep, <laughs> thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in the next one.